Hello again, hockey fans. Are you ready to brave the wild? With me, Paladino Joey. Well, it's time for episode number nine of Brave the Wild. So once again, within three weeks, I've had three shows, so the streak continues. Good stuff. I'm able to keep up more now with this show, Brave the Wild, and I'm thrilled to have you with me once again today for downloading and listening to this show on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. Thank you all very, very much for the continued growth of this show as the ratings have been on the rise, and I'm very, very happy. Again, those of you that like this show, please tell a friend, and we'll talk some hockey as we brave the wild. Alrighty, and those of you out there who have heard of the sportsstuff.com but have not signed up on the message boards, please do. It's more than worth it. Uh, simply go to the sportsstuff.com, and on the upper right-hand corner of the front page, there is a button in the upper right-hand corner, as I said. It says TSS Boards. Simply click on that. You'll be prompted to sign up. And when you do, there is a little referral box. Simply type in Paladino Live. Two words, Paladino Live. And uh, that's who you're referred by. That's um, I don't make money out of it. It's just, you know, it basically shows I care about the website, as I do very much. And, um, hey, that's what counts, right? That's the thought that counts and, uh, again, that's how things will grow, and all of our shows will greatly improve with you, the listeners. With that, well, today, here on episode number nine of Brave the Wild, we're going to talk about the continued mediocre play of the Minnesota Wild, unfortunately, as right now they're a team without really a superstar, I guess, uh, Miko Koivu is a guy that absolutely, I think, has superstar potential. But even he's not playing all so hot right now. Uh, Andrew Burnett's hurt now, and that's a bummer. So that's another story to talk about. Um, ben Wapulia sent to the minors, so that's another deal there. The whole prospect thing, the cupboards are bare, as I talked about in episode number eight, uh, simply a week ago. Yeah, Ben Wapulia sent down. So we shall see what happens, how he handles that. I'm not too optimistic with the way his reaction is, as we're going to get into that in segment number three. But first, we're going to take a quick break, and in segment number two, we are going to review the most recent games of your Minnesota Wild. Here on thesportstuff.com, get on board the Viking ship with Purple Mafia. We will talk about the new Purple People Eaters and the best running back in the NFL, Adrian Peterson. This team is ready to make a move forward. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com, along with iTunes and Mediafly. Simply download and listen to the most honest and passionate Vikings coverage. And we are back here on Brave the Wild, episode number nine, a reminder for iPod users, also do check out Purple Mafia, as the commercial just said. That is my Minnesota Vikings podcast on thesportstuff.com and iTunes. Do check it out. It's more than worth it. That show is booming, and I am thrilled about that. Um, also, hey, a little shout-out to Chris Porter out there. Uh, how's it going, man? Hopefully you can get that Pittsburgh Penguins podcast up soon, the the Igloo, also on thesportstuff.com, so you can have two hockey shows once again 
on the website, and hopefully, uh, yeah, Matt Kennedy also. Shout out to you as well. Get that Leafs Nation up and running. I miss you, man. Hope to hear from you again on your podcast. All righty. Minnesota Wild. Well, last week we concluded with a, mm, well, (laughs) in the stock market we call it a downtrend and a pretty harsh one as the Wild hit a wall in the city of quote-unquote brotherly love, more like brotherly hate, like because they hate Santa Claus as much as they hate everybody else too. Uh, yeah, the Wild losing 3-1 to one in that game. That is the most recent game we reviewed. Uh, well, the good news is the Wild were 2-2 two and two in the most recent four games. The bad news is they lost to Columbus on the 10th, Saturday the 10th of January. Yes, it was at Columbus, but my goodness. As, whew, I'm trying not to sneeze here, sorry. And uh, <laughs> the Columbus Blue Jackets has said defeat the Minnesota Wild 4-2. to two. And uh, really, the Minnesota Wild cannot finish at all. I mean, they cannot get second. There's no second chances for this team. I was thinking about making that as a title for this episode, but it's more like about Benoit Puglia at this point in time. Um, yeah, this team cannot finish on or off the ice. <laughs> That's definitely for sure. Or there's no second chances, excuse me, on or off the ice as off the ice, there's no second chance because the Wild did not sign or trade Marion Gabrick before, you know, he had another injury when they had all of last year to either try to get something done one way or the other. They waited until the end of the summer to start talking, which is beyond me. And if that's the agent, well, that's where you trade the son of a bleep, you know, trade the son of a bleep. So almost swore really big time there. But, Hey, you know, that's pretty much how I feel at this point in time when it comes to Marion Gabrick and the wild situation along with that agent they call Ron Selshier. Ron Ulcer, that's pretty much what he's given me in the wild right now. Um, yeah, there's no second chances with that, and, there, and the wild never get any second chances. Every time there's a shot on goal and the puck kind of bounces off the goalie, the goalie doesn't stop it, which is nice because we get sick and tired of the stoppage of play. There's no one there for the rebound, ever. They're always backtracking, getting back in the on defense, because that's just the way this team with the current uh, coaching team plays. Now, I don't really dislike the neutral zone trap. The Wild did have some playoff success in 2003, not post-lockout. I repeat, not post-lockout, as a lot of you have noticed. The Wild haven't been nearly as successful in the postseason with this uh Different NHL. It is a very different NHL since then. A little more similar to the uh, the late 80s, more high-scoring, more open style of play. Not as much of that clutching and grabbing and stuff. But, um, yeah, this game was just very frustrating against the Columbus Blue Jackets, 4-2. to two. Uh, Ante Miettinen gets his 10th goal of the year, which was nice, assisted by Koivu and Zidlicki. But that was halfway through the first trade, only 3 minutes, 21 seconds into the first trade. Nikita Filatov scores only his second goal of the season. And so that was pretty much a no-name line there. And uh, that's never fun when you see that happen. Uh, another guy, Derek Dorsett. No, not Tony Dorsett. Derek Dorsett scoring his second goal of the season with 2.22 <laughs> expired in the third period. So, yeah, just a raunchy second period. Just, ah. Oh. Very tough to watch. It's again, as I said, no second chance for the Wild. Yep, there's a shot on goal. Not really the most, the greatest scoring chance, just 
a shot on goal, you know, from like like a slap shot or something from far away, or like a weak kind of you know half f halfway drive to the net that pretty much got snuffed by whomever, you know, pretty much everybody on this front line, you know, the 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 Mianins, the brunettes, everybody, just nothing getting going right now. Um, but yeah, that was kind of cool. Second goal with 2:22 expired. In the third period, ooh, it's a sign. It's a sign. That means the Wild are only going to score two goals on this night, and the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets are going to win. That's pretty much what happened. Uh, Alexandre Picard, like Jean-Luc Picard of the Starship Enterprise, <laughs> I'm sorry, had the assist, along with Manny Malhatra of Columbus. And then, Nick, excuse me, I did it again. Nikita Filatov actually got a hat trick in this game. Nice. <laughs> yeah, he got a second, third, and fourth goals of the year, assisted by Michael Pekka. That's a name we've heard of, and Jacob Voracek on both of those goals. They were only a minute and a half apart. The first one is five minutes into the third period. The second about six and a half minutes into the third period, and you know this game was over. Um, yeah, very, very frustrating. Uh, a very slight, like, oh, what the heck, you know, let's give the Wild one more goal. As uh, Merrick Zidlicky gets his sixth of the year on the power play. Oh, good, he was 19-12 to go. But you knew the Wild weren't going to score two more goals. I don't care if you pull the goalie or not. Pierre-Marc Bouchard, an anti-Mietnin, getting his second point of the game. And, uh, yep, that was all she wrote. The Wild lose 4-2 to in Columbus, Ohio. Ugh. Columbus, Ohio. I just hate losing to the Columbus Blue Jackets. It is not fun. It's just a sign that this team is not getting it done. Now, Nikita Filatov was the sixth overall pick in 2008, so he's not a nobody. It's just, to me, he was at this point in time because he hasn't really played yet. He's just getting started. And uh, Columbus Blue Jackets have to be pretty excited. Only eight games into his career, he's already got four goals. So, all right. <laughs> It's a nice start for him. Too bad the Minnesota Wild don't have somebody like that. He was born in Moscow, of, of course, the USSR, and uh, born in 1990. 1990. There are players now from 1990 in the NHL. Oh, my God, do I feel old. 19-freaking-90. Like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Garfield and Friends. Yeah, remember that? You know, some of you guys, like like Chris Porter, a little bit little bit older. We're not that old, but we're older than some of you youngsters out there. Um, yeah, very interesting. Uh, two days or three days later, Minnesota Wild. This was Tuesday, the 13th, as we move along, finally, <laughs> from that lame Columbus game. The Minnesota Wild play a team that used to be a remedy for all our ills. And uh, they weren't earlier in the year, as the Phoenix Coyotes took the Wild apart in Phoenix. But thank God, in the in the X, the XL Energy Center, the Minnesota Wild offense awakens, and it, it awakens for two games here. This is the first one. Six goals for the Wild. They defeat the Phoenix Coyotes, six to three. Six to three. Mark Andre Bergeron finally returning from injury, and this this guy I just love him. Only 46 seconds into the game. Getting his fourth goal of the year, assisted by Antti Mienin, and guess who else? Marek Zidlicki. When those two guys played together, I, you know, I am so impressed with both of them. I am just, I love Bergeron and Zidlicki. What fantastic additions. It's just a shame that we don't have better forwards as a whole to make, man, to really maximize, optimize the potential of this team. 
because when you you know we now we have three legitimate offensive defensemen who are actually pretty good at defense too. Sometimes uh, Burns really is. Uh, Zidlicky and Bergeron a little more known for offense. Um, and now a guy who uh, had serious offensive success in his past, but is th- at 36, gets his tenth goal of the year, and of course limited playing time because of uh, or limited availability because of injuries. Already ten goals for Owen Nolan, old man Nolan, with his tenth goal of the year, assisted by another older guy who I love, Andrew Burnett and Brent Burns. The next, uh, you know, the next. Let's say he is the next Jovanovski. I'll put him at that point right now. I think he's going to be a pretty dang good defense when he already is. And then Bruno, this time assisted by, by, by Owen Nolan, so a little switch off there. Bruno getting his 11th goal of the year, Andrew Brunette, and Miko Koivu. That is a nice line. Uh, Nolan playing on the wing, not at center. He kind of can do both. That is a pretty cool line, and they got it done. Uh, then... Columbus, excuse me, Phoenix, halfway through the second period about Joachim Lidstrom, so another Lidstrom. <laughs> Finally scoring for Phoenix, so make it 3-1, to one. then Koivu adds another early, only 34 seconds into the third period, his 12th of the year assisted by Mia and Wild fans very thrilled at this point in time, but unfortunately the Phoenix Coyotes add two goals, and one of them only about 26 seconds later by Ole Jokinen, his 15th of the year. And then Steve Reinprecht, Reinprecht, excuse me, getting his ninth of the year about six minutes later. Shane Doan, a very familiar face and name of the Phoenix Coyotes, assisting on, or getting his second assist of the game on that goal. But then Cal Clutterbuck and James Shepard? Hey, James Shepard. Cal Clutterbuck, a part of both of the two goals, followed to make it 5-3 to three and 6-3 to three for the Minnesota Wild. That iced the game, of course. Clutterbuck getting his fifth goal of the year. He's starting to pick it up offensively, and that's exciting. Kim Janssen with another rare assist. Zidlicky showing up once again, and then on Shepard's only his third goal of the year. Shepard, in some people's eyes, playing a little bit better. He's starting to a little bit. I don't know. Clutterbuck's better player right now on both ends of the ice. Clutterbuck, whoo, becoming a, quickly becoming a fan favorite in this town. That guy, pound for pound, is a workhorse, and, hey, he's actually providing a little bit of offense, too. Stefan Veyu and Clutterbuck assisting on James Shepard's goal. Kind of a gritty little checking line there. That's basically what that is, the checking line at 15-16. 15-16. <laughs> After the third period, the Wild up 6-3. to three. And, again, that was all she wrote. Backstrom giving up three goals in the game on only 24 shots. That's a little bit of a bummer there. Can't say that's the best thing I've seen, but uh, wow, great game for the Minnesota Wild. That was a joy and very, very refreshing. And the good news is, well, the team the Minnesota Wild used to get owned by early in their history, basically earlier this decade. The Edmonton Oilers beat us, I believe, was it 16 games in a row? Our first 16 game against Edmonton, they beat us, and then now all of a sudden Edmonton can't beat the Wild. So Wild have won their sixth game in a row over the Edmonton Oilers. Christopher Kalanos, the guy who beat out Benoit Puglia, we'll get into that very shortly. That guy has now officially eclipsed Benoit Puglia's spot on this lineup. As you remember, those were multiple youngsters scrapping and fighting for the final three spots or so. On the Minnesota Wild roster, the others would be uh, possible call-ups from Houston. So, yeah, Christopher Kalanos. Not as good as some people expected, but at least he's in the NHL now and being productive. Uh, Liam Reddux getting his third goal of the year to tie up the game. 
And then Cal Clutterbuck getting his sixth goal. Sixth goal of the year for Cal Clutterbuck. James Shepard showing up again with an assist along with Bouchard on that one. All those goals were in the first period. Cal Clutterbuck's goal with about a minute to go. And then the infamous second period. The infamous second period. How many times has this happened with the Minnesota Wild that both teams tend to just lock down and play not to lose, basically, in the second period? Nothing. No goals at all. But then the third period was a party. A coming out party, and it was the Wild who were having some fun on that particular night. Pierre-Marc Bouchard, his eighth goal of the year, unassisted. Brad Burns, his seventh, assisted by Koivu and Veyu. Koivu and Veyu. And then Eric Belanger to completely bury the Edmonton Oilers on the power play. His ninth of the year is Eric Belanger having a much more productive year than last year after a great start last year and then a complete drop-off into no man's land. No drop-off this year. No drop-off. He's, he's sticking around along with Miettinen, which is good news. Bruno and Bouchard assisting on that goal. Bouchard finally getting better. His numbers are starting to move up. Fantasy players out there, he he hasn't forgotten about you. <laughs> so Pierre-Marc Bouchard finally starting to contribute to your fantasy hockey leg if you are a shareholder. No, <laughs> a shareholder, I'm sorry. You get the idea. You can kind of tell I'm kind of into the economics a little bit. Um, yep, and then last night, as we close our game reviews, the fourth of four, the Wild go to two and two, so it looks like the Wild are going to be a 500 club this year, close to it, the way things are going. As uh, they're four and four in January. Oh, goody. They lose three to nothing to Anaheim last night. Three to nothing. This was a home game for the Wild, too, by the way. For some reason, I thought it was in Anaheim. No, this was a home game. Wild lose three to zip. Corey Perry, excuse me, Corey Perry, getting his 12th goal of the year halfway through the second period. Uh, you know, back and forth, first period, nothing going. Andrew Ebbett and Brendan Morrison, another guy who could have been in the Wild, did not happen. Uh, then Bobby Ryan, a guy who won lots of face-offs against the Wild in this particular night, Steve Matador, Montador, and Rob Niedermeyer assisting on that goal, and then Corey Prairie, his second goal of the year, or of the game, I mean, it's 13th overall, Ryan Getzler, or Getzloff, excuse me, and Drew Miller assisting on that. That was 1936. That was with only 24 seconds to go, so like any hope the Wild were going to make some type of miracle little comeback and go to overtime, not going to happen. As Jonas Miller, or Hiller, excuse me, Getting 30 saves for his shutout there, and that was bad news for the Wild. Good game overall for both goalies. His backstrom faced 31 shots, uh, 34 shots stopped 31 of them. Anti Miettinen had a solid game, but the Wild lose. The Wild lose. That's what counts. Is real quick. Um, I mean, I'm I'm happy with how some of the players are starting to produce. Like like I said, Cal Clutterbuck getting better. Uh, Antti Mianin with 30 points in 44 games now. I mean, he's kept things going. Brunette has gotten quieter and quieter, though. He's consistent, but I don't know. He looks like he's just having kind of a down year. Bouchard all of a sudden with 23 points. I mean, for the longest time, he had like six points. Now he's starting to pick it up a bit. As I said, Belanger, keeping things going. He's never going to make anybody, you know... He's never going to make anybody too excited. And then Zidlicky burns Bergeron with 20... 19 and 17 points. Those guys getting it done 
as a whole. And Owen Nolan in only 26 games with 16 points at age 36. I'm pretty happy with that. But uh, before I get too far ahead of myself, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to talk about Ben Wapulia and Andrew Brunette with the injury and other notes with the Minnesota Wild right after this announcement. Here on the sportstuff.com, we're bursting in blue with Timberwolves Explosion. Timberwolves fans, your show has arrived at last as we bring in a new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, and Mike Miller. We're available on the sportstuff.com and also available on iTunes. Download and listen to in-depth and detailed coverage of your favorite team. Show your true blue and join this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. Here on Brave the Wild, again, a reminder, episode number nine for iPod users. Commercial you just heard, Timberwolves Explosion. That's right, Timberwolves Explosion. As I talk about Timberwolves basketball on the sportstuff.com and iTunes, a lot more positivity going on there. Unfortunately, not quite as much here on Brave the Wild of late, even though they're not a bad team. I mean, they're still the eighth place team in the Western Conference, believe it or not, despite not so good play, especially by most of the Wild prospects. Though James Shepard, since the last show, has stepped it up a little bit. And, uh, well, he got, you know, he's, he stepped it up a little. And, uh, you know, I can't complain too much, though still only 10 points in 44 games. Luckily, he has played in all 44 games this year. So that is good in that sense. But Ben Wapulia, 37 games, 11 points. He is now headed down to the minors, and he is not a happy camper. As, uh, according to Star Tribune, Michael Russo, according to sources, a very upset Ben Wapulia stormed out of the locker room with all his equipment during Thursday's game against Edmonton after being told he had been demoted to Houston of the AHL. And as I said, Chris Kalanos, who scored in the Wilds 5-1 to victory over the Oilers, has taken Puglia's job. Since being called up December 19th, Puglia, 22, was scratched in six of the past 11 games. That's why his game total was dropping a bit. Uh, since November 15th, Puglia had no goals and four assists. You talk about lack of production. That is absolutely pathetic. Uh, come on. Fourth overall pick with an immense amount of talent. What is wrong with this guy? In, in all honesty, now a quote by assistant GM Tom Lynn, Ben has been in a rut for some time, as people can tell. Well, yeah, I can tell. And uh, now he says, he's a young guy, and young guys need a certain amount of success and playing time in order to develop, in order to keep going. GM or Doug waited for some time to see if it would change but he's definitely in a rut. So Doug, as the GM of the Wild, of course, decided it was time to break him out of it. By sending Puglia to the minors, the Wild saves more than 800000 against the salary cap. Now, that's good in a sense, I guess. Uh, hopefully it can help the Wild make some type of trade, maybe. Uh, and, yeah, Puglia, I can understand their, their uh, approach there. I mean, you have to. You have to send him down. He needs... 
to get something right. And if he has, like, the same type of year he had last year in Houston, like, what was it, 20-some points in, like, 70 games, I mean, forget it, man. I don't know how much longer this is going to continue. I hope somehow, some way, he can get it together because that's a fourth overall pick. Minnesota Wild draft picks of late have been very, very tough to swallow. James Shepard, not a bust yet, but, man, his number's awfully similar to Ben Wapulia. Awfully similar. I mean, he had pretty much no points at all until, like, halfway through December. That was great. Pouliot's had an okay start to the season. Okay. You know, mediocre at best. Uh, Bouchard had a horrible start, but look at him now. He's pretty productive, and he obviously has proven himself in the past with 60-point seasons. So, this guy, Pouliot, I don't know, man. I hope something can, can give here. What a shame. If he is one of those players who you draft high and never accomplishes anything, as that happens, it's happened also with uh, A.J. Thielen, who never set foot in the National Hockey League and did virtually nothing in the AHL, the American Hockey League, with the Houston Arrows. So we're going to have to see what happens there. Chris Colanos, as mentioned, not too bad, not too great. I mean, uh, six points in 16 games. A little more real. He's more productive than Puglia. He was a first-round pick. 19th overall by the Phoenix Coyotes in a 2000. So obviously a guy who has had success, or has not had success, but I mean who has been looked on as a talented guy. He's a little older than I thought. I didn't realize he was from 2000. So, yeah, he's already 20. Well, he'll be 28 in July. He's 27 right now. On July 27th <laughs> is when he was born. So there you go. He had his golden birthday already. Oh, goody. So this guy has also been a bust earlier in his career. We're going to have to see what happens there. With the Wild, a solid run, though. A solid run. Not, nothing great. Um, but that's how you, that's how it goes. Colton Gillies, of course, still a member of the Minnesota Wild, despite the fact he's been scratched almost like every game. Four points in 23 games, as uh, the Wild deemed that, well, I made a mistake last show. I said minors, send him to the minors. No, it'd be the juniors. Colton Gillies would have to go to the juniors. So it's either the NHL or the juniors. And that's why Gillies is here right now, just like uh, Shepard was here last year, along with Pierre-Marc Bouchard early on. They figured sending him to the juniors was pointless because he'd get 100 points or something. You know, that's the kind of player he was in the juniors. And, uh, yeah, got to have him on the NHL. He was ineligible to go to Houston at the time just like Gillies is at this point of time. So uh, we're going to have to see what happens there with your Minnesota Wild. Again, I'm not very encouraged. Just another 500 week. Nothing exciting, really, with this team. No major progress other than those two great six-goal games. But then, well, that all went down the toilet last night now, didn't it? Yeah, it did. So, And it was a home game, by the way. So we're just going to have to see where this team goes. Going to have to hope and pray one of these prospects eventually will step up. Right now, I don't see it, folks. I don't see it. Got to make some changes, possibly in upper management. Uh, the owner, Craig Leopold, on Chad Hartman this week, said no changes are pending at all. He sounded very confident in Doug Risebrough, and he really wants to keep Jacques Lemaire. We all know that could just be uh, owner talk, if you know what I mean, just it could be all just BS, but from my experience, he legitimately sounded like he enjoys 
the work of Doug Reiser and Jacques Lemaire at this point in time. But that's because he's been the owner of the Wild for less than a year. <laughs> so we'll see how he feels a year or two from now if this, you know, 500 hockey continues. It's just not good enough. And uh, he really hopes to get Gabrick signed as well. Other than that, good luck with that one. Good luck with that one. And, of course, he also completely uh, put the gash on any talk about us getting Kovalchuk from Atlanta, as there has been no talks. He would love to have Kovalchuk, but he says those talks never existed. So that was a little rumor floating around the Internet. We'll see how that goes. There's got to be some kind of trade with this Minnesota Wild team. There's got to be some kind of change. Trade maybe a prospect, yeah, like for five, for a bag of chips maybe is what you'll be able to get. But maybe somebody out there is enamored with Puglia, oh boy, or somebody like that, a James Shepard. As uh, we could have got Jokinen for Shepard and Bouchard, I believe, and that the Wild said no on that one. So hopefully somebody pulls the trigger at some point in time be it the owner and one of these managers, or the manager on a trade to get a more productive forward for this team. Until then, though, we're just going to have to wallow in mediocrity. Alrighty then. We're going to call it a show, and I hope I have more positive things to report a week from now. <laughs> I'm not holding my breath, but I'm still a big fan of this team, as I'm sure you are too, and I hope you're a fan of this show. Do sign up for the boards on thesportstuff.com. And we'll talk to you for episode number 10 next week.